Hey everyone, it's your podcast producer, Casey Callanan, and here at the Healthcare Experience Foundation to get you in the spirit for the upcoming holiday season, I am super excited to present to you today's Best of the Healthcare Experience Matters podcast. It's featuring gratitude-focused podcast interviews that we've recently had on this show. We're taking snippets from some of the best of these conversations. First up, we have author TJ Sweet talking about takeaways from his popular book, Never stop gratitude. Next up, we have simple ways to authentically show gratitude as healthcare leaders. And that's a conversation with Wynn Howard, the CEO of Asante Three Rivers Medical Center in Oregon. And then finally, we'll hear from Katrina Coleman on the overall importance of gratitude in healthcare. So we will wish you a safe and happy holiday season from all of us here at Healthcare Experience Foundation. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode of the Healthcare Experience Matters podcast. Now let's get to that gratitude. One of the things that I'm really passionate about, obviously, is, is gratitude and um, kind of how the transformative nature of that kind of takes over every part of our lives just because it really is the most human emotion that we have. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the topic of gratitude, like you said, you, uh, it's already one of the favorite topics, but it's something that I really want to kind of pour into a little bit more on, on kind of not just what it is, but kind of how to do it in a meaningful way so that it helps you kind of start living with intention. Writing a book about something, you have to obviously have a lot of passion for the subject matter because it's something you're going to be facing every day for a pretty significant amount of time. So how did you choose the subject of gratitude to write your book about? Let's start there. Yeah, so it actually started with my own personal journey with kind of needing uh, perspective and gaining perspective. Uh, I didn't know it in the moment, um, right? Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but uh, it's something to where uh, about eight years ago, I started to share some positive messages on social media. Uh, I don't really do a whole heck of a lot on social media, but one thing I thought is if I can make a difference in somebody's life in some way, I wanted to do that. And so I just uh, watched one video and, and caught one quote that was inspirational to me. So then I posted it. And then um, again, kind of fast forward, if you will, eight years later, um, have been doing it every single day. And uh, it became something instead of what I do, it kind of became who I am. Uh, and what people need in this world is sometimes some words of inspiration. So um, back in 2019, really when this was kind of coming about, um, I just thought, you know, I've been doing this for, um, at that point, I'd been doing it for over five plus years um, and had, you know, obviously over 1500 different posts of positive messages and not just quotes that I've been copying, but actually how am I applying that quote to my life? And then that's where the book came about. And then, um, so each page of the book has a positive quote. Um, they're all, and none of them are duplicated. It's all kind of a unique thought, um, but also kind of an application to go along with it. And then um, as I was going through some troubling times of uncertainty and just kind of lacking purpose in my own life and, you know, kind of like this, I'll put off my happiness until thought, right? Uh, so I'll be happy when is kind of the way I phrase it as well. Uh, so that's really when I had a great mentor and coach kind of talk to me about the practice of gratitude and writing down three things you're grateful for. And, and just, you know, in the beginning, I thought as well, just like a lot of listeners are probably thinking, okay, yeah, I've heard this before. It's just another journal those kind of things was well, actually um, something for me that transformed my perspective of life. Uh, it didn't just transform my life because actually my life still looked pretty similar. Uh, it actually just, I started to look at it differently. And then, you know, so again, with the book, it's a, it's a, um, a journaling section of three things you're grateful for, two things you appreciate about yourself, and then an I am statement. 
And it really is uh, my, my, my hope for the readers and, and listeners really is just a moment of pause to actually just be more often, right? We're always on the go. Um, we're either thinking about our past or thinking about our future so much that we often forget just the power of a pause. And so that's where this has really transformed my life is actually allow people to just be in more moments, uh, you know, and obviously creating more memories by, in, by kind of inserting gratitude into those moments instead of just kind of moving on to the next thing all the time, because then obviously, right, days go by pretty quick and years go by pretty quick if we never really pay attention. Tell me a little bit more about the I am moment. That one, I'm not sure I fully understand what that is, what that looks like, but I'm very intrigued by it. So what, what's that all about? Right. So the I am section, uh, you can also kind of um, phrase it as an affirmation section. So um, and, and we often don't give ourselves the full freedom and liberty just to actually say how we feel and feel how we feel because we have this sense of how we think we should feel. Uh, you know, we don't actually, uh, you know, there's a great quote of, we don't actually fail at um, who we think we should be. We actually fail at who we already are in the sense that we just have this constant pressure of we should be more all the time. Um, so that I am section really does one of two things. One, it makes you pause and think about how are you actually feeling in the moment, right? So if you do this for 365 days, you'll recognize a very significant difference in your I am statement. The second piece of the I am affirmation is that the I am leads to our identity. It leads to what we do next. And so if somebody says, I am anxious, we're typically thinking about something, but we're going to do more things that affirm us being anxious about something. But if you say, I'm excited or I'm hopeful, that generates a new behavior, a new thought. And then we actually start to identify with ourselves more of somebody who's hopeful and somebody who's excited or somebody who's healthy or whatever. I am happy, right? Just having somebody write down the the clients that I get to work with when they actually write down, I am happy for the first time is so powerful because they're actually being honest about it. Instead of wishing they were, they're actually pausing and realizing I am happy, of which then totally shifts how they feel about themselves, about their surroundings, about their job, about their family. And so it's really just a great pause moment that really kind of helps people actually be authentic with themselves so that they can then start to see life in a new way. Before we get into kind of some of the graduate practices, just remind us why showing gratitude is so important to you as an individual, Win. Yeah, that's a great question, Casey. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about and kind of preparing for our time together today was, man, this last couple of years has been so hard. It's been so hard and on everyone, but it's been especially challenging for those people that work in healthcare and the healthcare workforce. And through it all, you know, they've cared for their communities. They've came to work every day. Many of them have worked extra shifts and extra hours, and they've done that with skill and compassion. And, you know, we can all do our part and show appreciation to all the healthcare workers who have shown compassion to their patients to each other, to their teammates. They've worked hard. They worked tirelessly to care for their communities. And so I think it's really important. It was important to me before the pandemic, but it's even more important to me now to show the level of gratitude to these, you know, members of the healthcare workforce because of the sacrifices that they have made over the last couple of years. 
And I think the least that we can do for them is to show them gratitude and show them appreciation and the love and, and um, all the things that we should be doing to appreciate them because without them, um, we couldn't have done what we have done across America over the last couple of years. At a minimum, how do you think leaders should go about showing thanks? Is it enough to simply send off a thank you email? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, and I've thought about that before. And I would say that sending an email is, um, I'd say that is, um, you're getting on first base. So at least you're doing something. So sending an email, yes, that that is helpful. And it's important to do that. But I would say this sending an email is really not enough. And, and also, I would say that when you want to show gratitude or appreciation, I've learned over the years, it's mostly around doing it in a timely manner. Can you do it as close to the particular event or something that they've done close to that as possible and also providing the appreciation feedback being very specific you know don't send an email saying uh, like the subject line today's meeting and then in um, you type thank you for today's meeting uh, I mean you don't even get to home base on that or, or mm-hmm. even to first base so I would say you know you need to you need to be very specific you need to be timely an email is a good start, but I think a, a written note, a phone call, a letter, many other things are more important and, and show that you really value them. Because, you know, to me, a simple email is okay. If you're going to do nothing, it's better than nothing, but it's not quite enough. Hope that makes sense to you, Casey. No, that's that makes a lot of sense. So it's not as simple to say yes or no, an email suffices. It really is kind of what what thought went behind that email. And then, you know, that to stick with the baseball metaphor, that's at least going to get you on base. Right, right. Okay, cool. So last time we spoke, you mentioned that you often do things that go beyond the standard thank you note. Um, you know, even beyond the standard handwritten thank you note. So when it comes to showing gratitude to the team you work with, just remind us about some of the um, unorthodox type things that you do to say thanks and show gratitude. Yeah, I have a couple of examples I could share with you, Casey. That's a great question. One of them was several years ago, I had a situation where I had a particular team member that just went over and above in something they did related to a project. I didn't have a lot of money to show appreciation, you know, and the appreciation is not about money, but I wanted to show the value that I placed on that person's time. So what I did is I found out um, what the person's favorite restaurant was. And then I sent a letter thanking the spouse for allowing their, um, essentially this was their husband to spend so much time with us. And then in that, um, in the letter, I was very specific about all the things that the husband had done. And then in there was a gift certificate to both of their favorite restaurants. So so that was something that um, I got an idea from a friend of mine. He made this suggestion to me. 
I did it. I had never done it before. And I, I heard from this particular person that, that worked with me that uh, it was like one of the most special things he'd ever received from, from a gratitude perspective. And, you know, and it really wasn't about the money or the gift certificate. It was about, you know, being very specific and then sending it to his wife that really made the difference. So that's, that's one example. Another example that I did literally in the last couple of years is, you know, during the pandemic, I, I wanted to sow some gratitude in a different way. And I always thought about how, you know, as a parent myself of two, two adult children, how great it is to hear, you know, when your, your child has done something well and somebody gives you feedback about your children. And so what I did is I wrote a letter uh, and I had it sent to the parents of a few of my direct reports. I was very specific on what they had done, uh, how much I appreciated them, their contributions to the organizations, their impact in the community. And I said it to their parents. And um, in a couple of cases, you know, the parents weren't still married. So I had to find addresses and my assistant helped with that. And I sent these letters out and it was like an unbelievable response. And it, it was um, super special. And quite frankly, I think I got more out of it than they did. But yeah. some of them shared with me that their, their family members cried. And the, the one person's dad said, why doesn't he send these letters every year? I had no idea you were doing all these things. So that's a couple of examples that, that um, I think have been impactful. And uh, I didn't put gift cards or anything in there. It was purely a letter of thanks to the parents. Do you think you have to add that extra gift card in there in the mix? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great question, Casey. You know, and I don't really think putting a gift card in a letter or a note or a card is as important as it is in making it a timely uh, response and feedback and being specific about what the person has done. Mm. I, I think the gift card is nice. It's, it's helpful, but it's not nearly as important. And especially, you know, a handwritten note it, that is really impactful. Typed is fine, but getting that note to um, the person or the family member or what example, I think that's probably more important than the gift card. Okay. Certainly gift cards are great and they're nice, but I think it's more about the, the content of the appreciation and the gratitude and what you say. And, you know, I'll also, I'll share another story sure. with you. I was just, just thinking about this. I had a surgeon that had done something amazing uh, in the community. And so what I did with her was I knew she was going to see her parents for Thanksgiving. So I sent a letter to her parents. It, this one took a long time to find out where her parents were, where they lived. And I sent a letter to her parents a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving, thanking uh, uh, them for what a great job they did in raising the, this a child to become just this amazing surgeon and this amazing person. And I sent the letter to the, to the parents and they, they saved it for Thanksgiving dinner and they read it around Thanksgiving huh. dinner table. And so, I, I, you know, to answer your question, gift cards are nice, but they're not what really people are searching for. People are searching for 
appreciation and know that they're valued and appreciated and you know, and I think us showing that is something that is really important. I've learned over the years that as, you know, as leaders, we need to take time to stop and thank people who've been involved in making things happen in our organization, whether it's in our hospitals or our clinics or wherever they're, they're providing the services. And we need to thank them for their time, thank them for their effort, thank them for their leadership. And I'm convinced that people don't work for money alone. I mean, it doesn't even rank in the top three most important things. And I, and I think we as leaders, we should spread sincere thanks frequently and widely as possible and share successes with others. Be, be free with sharing that success. I've also learned that people who don't get acknowledged sometimes uh, by simple oversight feel diminished and diminished and and then and that happens at times and you know I don't think that's always right but I think that we should do our best effort to show appreciation and gratitude whenever possible and if we leave somebody out and I've certainly done that then we try to recover from that and so. The other thing, I, the last thing I would say is for me personally, I get more out of sharing the gratitude, uh, maybe even than, than the people receiving it. It just, it, it makes my heart happy. Gratitude is the act of feeling and communicating appreciation for people, for circumstances, for material possessions in our lives. Um, it allows us to cherish our present in ways that make us feel in abundance rather than deprived. Katrina, do you think gratitude is infectious? Oh my gosh, I know it is uh, contagious. When you're grateful, you tend to exude and share that contagious positive energy. People are drawn to smart, talented, pleasant to be around individuals. Those kindred spirits, um, they come together to do good things. And they're better for having come together. I found it in watching your words. When you, what you say is usually how you act. So we need to be aware of complaining and whining and replace that with positive words. If you want your gratitude to be contagious, start with yourself. Be that change with your words and watch as the world changes around you and the people who are drawn to you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.